Welcome to The Buzz. I'm Christopher Conover. This week, we discuss the plan to build a new large-scale copper mine at a place known as Oak Flat. Copper mining is a foundational part of Arizona's history as a state. It's long been one of the state's five C's that comprise the base of Arizona's economy. But as that history has shown us, it can also have negative impacts on the environment, tourism, and short-term economic gains. Now the groundwork has been laid for a new copper mine near the town of Superior, about an hour east of Phoenix. The site, known as Oak Flat, is sacred to the Apache people and other tribes and is also a popular recreation spot. The San Carlos Apache have been advocating in Congress for protection of the area for more than a decade. During the same time, Resolution Copper has been trying to secure a land exchange that would grant them ownership to what is thought to be one of the largest undeveloped copper deposits in the world. Lauren Redness is an artist and author of a handful of nonfiction books, including her most recent, Oak Flat, A Fight for Sacred Land in the American West. She talked with AZPM's Emma Gibson about Oak Flat, starting with the mining project's origins. So in 1995, a very large body of copper ore was discovered under public land in Arizona's Copper Corridor, about two hours southeast of Phoenix. And because the ore is located under the Tonto National Forest, it's public land, in order for a private mining company to get access to that land, they would have to pass legislation. So for many years, there were efforts to get this legislation created and passed, and it failed over and over and over again, until finally in 2014, just before midnight, the night before a major um, military spending bill came up for a vote, the legislation was slipped in as what's called a midnight rider into this, like what's called a must-pass military spending bill. So it was passed. Obama signed it into law. That legislation set up the transfer of about 2,400 acres of Tonto National Forest land to the mining company Resolution Copper, so long as the Forest Service carried out an environmental impact statement. It's basically a thorough look at the impacts of the mine. But Redness said that was pro forma. It's not about what it shows. It's just about going through the process. Because no matter what the findings of that impact statement are, the simply the act of finishing that impact statement would trigger the possibility of the land transfer immediately. That final environmental impact statement was published last Friday after mine opponents criticized the Forest Service for rushing the process. That started the clock on a 60-day window during which the land could be transferred. But Apache Stronghold, a nonprofit seeking to stop the mine at Oak Flat, will not let the land go without a fight. To the San Carlos Apache tribe, the land has religious and historical significance. Days before the EIS was published, the stronghold filed a lawsuit against the Trump administration to halt the land swap. It argues the land around Oak Flat belongs to the Western Apaches by treaty rights, and the transfer would violate their constitutional and religious rights. As Friday approached, each day brought a new legal action. On Wednesday, Apache stronghold filed a lien on the land. On Thursday, they filed a temporary restraining order to stall the publication of the environmental impact statement until the lawsuit was settled. 
It also filed a preliminary injunction. We'll hear more from the founder of Apache Stronghold later in the show. Environmental groups have also opposed the mine project. Redness said some of the opposition stems from the method the company plans to use to get the copper from the ground. One crucial thing that's probably the most um, talked about aspect of the effects of the mine is that the ore would be pulled out from underneath, which would eventually cause a collapse in the surface area. And this is called a subsidence crater. And the subsidence crater that's predicted is approximately a thousand feet deep and up to up to two miles wide. You know, you could literally put the Eiffel Tower inside that hole. And so Oak Flat, the land that is sacred to the Apache people, would collapse into that void. Then another very troubling aspect is the tailings pile, because of course, if you remove that massive amount of land and process it with toxic chemicals, you process the ore body to extract the copper, you are creating a mountain of toxic waste. That mountain of toxic waste needs to go somewhere. And the proposals for where it would go are also on public land. If it goes ahead, the mine is expected to bring jobs and economic activity to Superior and the surrounding area. But Redness said the mine's promised economic impact has shifted over time. At the beginning of their proposal, they were saying that the mine would lead to 4,000 jobs was the number that they floated most frequently with um, a kind of ripple effect outward in the economy. Now they've scaled back those promises significantly and talk about hundreds of jobs being created. And so the tribe's report contests the claims that um, that the mine will lead to a diversified economy and points to the many ghost towns in the area and how mining booms, boom and bust cycle um, has been seen so frequently. And once that mine closes and the, the mine is only predicted to be there for about 40 years, those jobs vanish. And because of the environmental impact that the mine has had, actually other types of jobs are repelled from the area. Redness talked to many people for her book, including San Carlos Apache tribal members. She said while some of the discussion around land ownership focused on the past, these places remain religiously significant today. Oak Flat has been a burial site in the past. It is a place where holy ceremonies take place. Um, it is also a place where Apache people come and collect important medicinal plants and foodstuffs, in particular the acorn of the old growth trees, the emery oak trees that grow there that are very rare in the desert. So um, these are um, sacred sites that are sacred today for the Apache people today and places that they, that they hope to maintain for their children and grandchildren. So this is very much also about the future of Apache culture and religious practice. Lauren Redness is the author of Oak Flat, A Fight for Sacred Land in the American West. The San Carlos Apache tribe has opposed the mine since it was proposed. Wensler Nosey Sr. has often been the face of that opposition, even living on his ancestral lands on the Tonto National Forest where the proposed mine would be located to demonstrate his commitment. He's a former chairman of the tribe and the founder of Apache Stronghold, a nonprofit advocating for the protection of Oak Flat. Emma Gibson talked with Nosey about why he and his tribe opposed the project. How did you start advocating to stop the mining project at Oak Flat? First, as a tribal leader, you know, you look at the, 
environmental impacts based on federal laws and tribal laws, and also the relationship we have with the state uh, about such big projects like this. And then the other part was uh, who we are as, a, as Apache people, as native people, and these are our ancestral homelands. You know, it was really to educate myself first uh, what was happening. And um, so it really uh, gave me the opportunity to work with people here in San Carlos. You know, San Carlos is a very unique reservation because we have about 15 different bands of Apaches here that were put here as prisoners of war. And like many of the other tribes may have like uh, three, you know, three different bands or two, you know, or even four. But, you know, we, we have, you know, the biggest concentration camp that, that had ever been in the Southwest uh, among the Apaches. And so it was a lot of, you know, um, uh, really laying the groundwork um, of how uh, people felt and what we felt about this. Um, so uh, that's what really, you know, initiated uh, more so me personally as, as an individual and, you know, my religion is really ignited the whole thing for myself. When Arizona Senator John McCain added that land swap into the defense bill and it was later passed, how did that make you and, and other members of the San Carlos Apache tribe feel? In the past, uh, John McCain seemed to have a, a good record with Native tribes. And so we didn't know what happened. You know, we didn't know uh, why he didn't follow the federal laws of the trust responsibility with the tribes. And he knew it very well. And so, um, you know, it was really hard to detect why he did that uh, at that time. So it, it was really surprising what, what he did because prior to that, Ann Kirkpatrick, uh, Paul Gosar, uh, those individuals, you know, tried uh, very hard to get the land exchange with the exemptions. But, you know, it was stopped, you know, and from all the education that had taken place with Congress, you know, it wasn't going anywhere. And so for McCain to come in and just kind of like uh, use a hammer and slam it down was really shocking. Now that the Forest Service is releasing their final environmental statement, how do you feel? Well, you know, it, it's kind of hard to feel because all this has been set up by robbing the place going against the, the constitution of freedom of religion, um, going against the federal laws that outline uh, land exchange or you know, anything that applies to that from an individual that is an American and the devastation to the environment that's gonna take place and how it's gonna affect the total Southwest and how a lot of these waste products are going to different parts of the state of Arizona it's hard to to really put a good feeling on it except be angry because everything that you're brought up to about trusting and you know even more so learning about the trust responsibility with the tribes and the united states to see that that was totally forfeited but to see that we're in a bigger fight because not only did they they did this disgraceful to us but they did it to all arizonans and into this country so when when i try to put a, a good feeling on it it becomes a feeling of more worry in that I got to defend not only our people, but all people. We, we have to defend what's left. You know, I've heard Oak Flat described as sacred time and time again. But for you, what does that mean? And what does that mean for the San Carlos Apache culture at large? Well, you know, I tell people that uh, across this country that we're talking about a place no different than Mount Sinai. 
were no different to the religious people where you know deities had played a big part in the very beginning uh, of our lives and where they exist you know and so these places when we talk about our gone people they're they're actually angels deities when we talk about places like oak flats they're holy they're temples you know they're they're the place where the higher powers uh, receive you know uh, the, the the requests of prayers and blessings personally you know i i lose what my forefathers grandmothers uh, knew and 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 placed in us and to hold and then we come to my children who cry because their children will not have that opportunity if you think of copper, gold, and silver, you know, in Mount Sinai, and they, um, they go undermine it, and, and then it collapsed, you know, and then it's totally gone. What is it going to do to that religion? You know, how many people are going to believe in 100 years those things actually um, existed? Is that it really destroys the religion of our people, it destroys our identity, and it really washes away the, the historical history of our people. If the project does go through, What's next for you? I try to put it in the back that it's not going to happen. See, my mother is no longer here. She passed when she was 88 years old, several years ago. And I remember talking to her, you know, and she looked at me and she says, you know, what's wrong, son? You know, what, what's, what's wrong? You don't look happy. So I explained to her, I said, you know, coming here to Oak Flats, I said, kind of reminds me of uh, somebody got in a uh, car accident and shouldn't have been out like two o'clock in the morning. And let's just say they got hit by a drunk driver. Now he's holding on to his life. And then the call goes out to the family. So-and-so may have only so many hours to live. You, you need to come. The feeling I get, I said, is that I feel like that's what's happening here. I said, I feel like this place is going to be murdered. I said, because you're talking about the water. You're talking about the medicine plants. You're talking about food. You're talking about all these animals. You're talking about kind of like an island because this is the only place that where rain and snow hits. I said, so I feel like, you know, I hope I'm wrong. I said, I feel like it's calling me back because it wants to see its people one more time. It wants to see its family one more time. It wants to hear the language. It wants to hear the prayers. It wants, and I just cry about that, you know, um, because people don't realize that the acorn, you know, it takes a hundred years before an acorn tree uh, produces its first acorn. And it can feed thousands and thousands of people. You know, there's so many things that this place can do that the American people don't know. When you go to the hospital to visit this loved one, you're praying for a miracle that they live. So I feel the same way. This whole journey for me has been praying for a miracle that this country will act and this country will save this place from being murdered. Because all it takes is our congressional leaders to put a hole on it. That's all it takes. It takes two, one person, two people. That's it. And, and I, I'm going down with it. I'm not, I'm not you know, there's, there's no other fight for me. That was AZPM's Emma Gibson talking with Wensler Nosey Sr., the former chairman of the San Carlos Apache tribe, about his fight to protect Oak Flat. Resolution Copper did not make anyone available for an interview, but provided us with a brief written statement. It said the Oak Flat project can supply up to a quarter of the nation's copper demand while creating jobs and economic growth in Arizona. 
The company said it is committed to ongoing engagement with the Forest Service under the incoming presidential administration and, quote, with tribes and the community to continue shaping the project and building programs that protect Native American cultural heritage. The statement noted that publication of the environmental impact statement isn't the end of the permitting process, and said it will likely take years to complete a feasibility study before deciding whether to proceed with the project. This week we're discussing the plan to build a new copper mine at Oak Flat, a site sacred to the Apache people and listed on the National Register of Historic Places. Last Friday, the Forest Service published the final environmental impact statement on the mine project. That starts a 60-day period during which the land can transfer to Resolution Copper. The Forest Service declined an interview request, but via email said the EIS complies with the National Environmental Policy Act by analyzing the environmental, social, and economic impacts of the mine and providing opportunities for public review and comment. The agency said Resolution Copper submitted its mining plan for review in 2013, and though the publication date of the EIS was adjusted and shortened, that did not mean the process was accelerated. According to the environmental impact statement, the projected water use of the mine over the life of the project is significant and will likely come from the Central Arizona project and or groundwater from the Salt River Valley. After about six years of mining, the subsidence crater would begin to form, eventually becoming somewhere around 1,000 feet deep and two miles across. The mine project would impact soil and native vegetation, wildlife and habitat, recreation and scenic resources, and likely impact springs and groundwater supplies. The nationally listed traditional cultural property sacred to several tribes would be permanently damaged along with burial sites and emery oak groves used by tribal members. During operations, the mine is expected to employ about 2,000 people in Pinal County and 1,700 in other areas. You can find a link to the full environmental impact statement document on our website. Mila Besic is the mayor of Superior, the town about an hour east of Phoenix near Oak Flat. She's also executive director of the Copper Corridor Economic Development Coalition, which works to connect mining communities and help them diversify their economies. We asked her what she thinks of the mine project. From the mayor's perspective, obviously this has been a huge undertaking for the town and mining will always be part of our economic DNA. And I think you can say that for the entire Copper Corridor. The, this industry is is in our region and we've learned how to we've had to learn how to work with it because times have changed from the times of my great grandfather where you just kind of open a mine and let things happen you know we've had to learn about like the environmental procedures we've had to learn about uh, all the different permitting and I think that's what the resolution copper project afforded us was being able to really systemically look at the EIS and actively participate in this public process. So it's it's an important project. It will keep mining, you know, operating in our region for generations to come. Mining towns seem to have a boom bust uh, setup when it, when it comes to the economy. Are you worried that Oak Flat could just be another boom and that will eventually bust? 
eventually the resource is gone. I think some of the other things that we contend with is the actual length of the permitting processes that it takes to keep the mines, um, to open a mine, but then also to keep one operating. We're always going to be concerned about boom bust. I tell the story that, you know, when I was in high school, our guidance counselors were like, you know, BHP Magma's closed. This is done. There's not going to be jobs here for you. You need to get to college. And, you know, if you come back and visit your family, that's great. I grew up in, you boarded up Superior. Now, 10 years later, my cousins grew up and graduated high school and lots of their classmates in 2006 had opportunities to become new generations of minors. So I think there is opportunity, but we have to address the fact that most most kids now are two or three generations away from being that traditional mining family. So we have to engage our youth to understand the breadth of careers that are there in mining. When it comes to this mining project, my understanding is there aren't going to be so many jobs as originally hoped for and promised with this project. As mayor, does that concern you? It is very concerning, but that's why we've taken the approach and of developing a diversified economy. And so one of the things that we're critically working on and Resolution's been a partner to is really um, focusing in on outdoor recreation. We are the home of the Boyce Thompson Arboretum, which is actually one of the oldest nonprofits in the state of Arizona, and it's our largest botanical garden. So we're looking for those startups that wanna come here. Maybe it's a startup who wants to do an energy drink. Maybe it's a startup who is, is developing that widget that's going to make mining more efficient or you know part of that green energy. So we're taking it outside of the box knowing that mining will always be part of our economic DNA. It's always gonna be around, but we want other types of jobs and opportunities for both our residents and future residents to consider. You mentioned um, getting people to come visit the area to spend time in, in you know, the, the beautiful mountains around Superior and, and get out. Do you worry that once the mine gets open, people will say, oh, it's just a mining town. I, I don't want to go there anymore. It, it's, it's not pristine or something like that. I'm not so much worried about that because we have taken a very proactive approach to preserving and maintaining um, our outdoor recreational spaces. So for instance, the town of Superior's recently annexed another 600 acres into our city limits that will definitely protect our western flanks of the community. There are western boundaries, our western and southern boundaries actually. And when we protect those, that'll give us plenty of opportunity to create, you know, make sure that there's ample green space that we are follow, we're working in partnership with the Tonto National Forest to make sure that lots of these areas are preserved. The Resolution Copper Project also calls for protection of the Apache Leap Escarpment, which will protect our eastern boundaries to make sure that um, that stays intact. What we've all learned is that with mining, there's always going to be, um, there's extraction involved and some, something will lose and something will gain, but we'd like to say that we're gonna be a world-class community with a world-class mine, a world-class arboretum, and you know, a place for world-class adventures. And I think we've, we've worked hard to stay at the table with the mine and work proactively with them to make sure that places for climbing and recreation are preserved and maintained now and into the future. 
You mentioned the EIS before, the environmental impact statement and the involvement that the town had in that. Uh, were there concerns that the town had you know, on the impact for residents and things? We had concerns around socioeconomic impacts, impacts to water, uh, and recreational impacts. So obviously the loss of Oak Flats, um, their you know, resolution will be committing to building a new um, campground, replacement trails, that's part of that. And then we also, the socioeconomics, what we realized very quickly, the EIS proved is that our existing tax base will not expand fast enough to, to cover the impacts of the mine. So impacts to our roads and infrastructure, impacts to what it costs us to do our public safety and um, you know fire and public safety, those are all like critical issues. So that was a tough, that was a tough story to, to work through because we were all under the impression that, okay, all these jobs are gonna come, but there's not enough places for people to live in, in Superior. So the traditional tax model in Arizona is not, does not play out well for any mining community, not just Superior, um, because all of the tax revenues that the, the mines produce go straight into the state general coffers and very little of it come back. So the actual dollar for dollar impact is that the mine would have a million dollar a year financial impact to the town. So we worked out an agreement that the that resolution will be paying um, into a socioeconomic fund into the future that will make sure that we can expand our police and fire services and cover infrastructure costs. That was the most glaring thing I, I think was, it really opens your eyes to see what we need to do as a state systemically to, to address these issues. I was gonna say when you said it was a million dollar impact um, to the negative for Superior, why would you do this? But it sounds like the, the copper company is going to, to try and make you whole. So I guess, therefore, it is worth doing it in, in your opinion. Yes, it is in my opinion. And one of the things that you have to understand that that ore body, somebody eventually now or well into the future will mine this ore body. It is one of North America's largest copper ore bodies. So we chose as a council to pro be proactive in the process, to actively participate and take a strategy that was um, one that would, would be beneficial to the town of Superior. Madam Mayor, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Thank you. This was a pleasure. That was Mila Besich, the mayor of Superior, talking about the proposed copper mine at Oak Flat. Last week, Apache Stronghold filed several legal actions in an attempt to stop or slow the land transfer to Resolution Copper. A hearing for the preliminary injunction will take place next week. And that's the buzz for this week. Ariana Brocious is the show's producer and editor. Vanessa Ontiveros is our production assistant. Jim Blackwood is our production engineer. Duncan Moon is the interim news director. Our music is by Enter the Haggis. I'm Christopher Conover. Thanks for listening. Arizona Public Media's original programming is made possible in part by the Community Service Grant from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting.